everybody. Welcome to Urban Meyer's Pint House. This is the Letterman Row weekend kickoff brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling Systems. Look at these guys right here. Who's that? Who's in this beast costume right here? I don't know who they This is Evan Spencer right here. There's a lumberjack, an arm wrestler. Lincoln Hall. Came under dress. Over the top for Holy everybody God. out there, man. There's Michael Bennett. Now he's just a media professional. Cardell Jones is dressed as a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> and who's sorry. in there? Who's it? I'm sorry. Beast, who are you? Uh-oh. Reveal. The unveiling. Hey! Oh! There you go. Man. Zach Bourne was under there the whole time. I should have known. <laughs> Put that mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> so... Halloween is coming. Yeah, it is. Both Zach oh, and Cardale, oh, as the backstory, they knew it. We got a Saturday night, primetime game. It's on Halloween. We got a weekend kickoff. Zach and Cardale say, let's dress up. I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't even say that. Well, who started I, it? Uh, Cardale. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cardale See the influence this. you have? That's tough. I would have brought my luchador mask. I didn't know we were actually dressing up. It's just up. so everyone knows, if I didn't play football at Ohio State, do you know what I would have done? Oh. I would have been the beast at Disney. I always wanted to be a Disney character. <laughs> Love Disney. I would have been waltzing around Main Street. I always saw been great you as a daughter. I, I saw you as a daughter. Everybody like that, that yeah, has a daughter, he's so sensitive. <laughs> I am. <laughs> he's available. I am James Corden or somebody who just officiated a fall wedding. Yes. Either one you want. One of those is true. In the most uh, beautiful shoes, too. Thank you. Uh, also, <laughs> Austin Ward. Okay. We got a game to break down, boys. Finally. So, uh, after all that fun and, and talk of Halloween, you know, the Buckeyes played Penn State. We're going to get into that plenty, but they opened 52-17, a win over Nebraska. They're 1-0. Uh, they look pretty impressive to me doing it, but I'm going to ask you guys to grade that win. Evan, what do you think? Shoot. Um, grade it? I mean, to give it a, a B-plus maybe. I mean, there was so much stuff in the beginning that was to be expected, right? I mean, we talked about it before, it, it, almost like a preseason of sorts. you got to kind of get out there and fail a little bit to put something on film, correct, and go out there and get better at. But, you know, they had a couple of uh, productive drives, and, you know, from, them there, from there they were able to tighten up in the second quarter and then onwards. And offensively, right, I mean, the efficiency at the quarterback, at the quarterback position was awesome to see. I mean, Garrett Wilson um, having a day, uh, Chris Olave too, you know, picking up right where he left off. It was fun to watch. So B plus for me, always, you know, tough grade ability to uh, improve, but yeah. fun to watch. I think, uh, I think it depends. I think if you are a coach, you give them a B. I think if you're a player, it's a C plus, right? And mm -hmm. coach Dave talked about it as a player, especially going out against Nebraska and those guys listen to the hype, right? They know how talented they are. They expected to go out there and dominate, right? And I think there were a couple of times where they felt like they were in a fight, but that's a good thing, right? As a player, you want to taste a little blood and have to fire back a little bit. But at the same time, those guys were expecting to go out and dominate. I think as a coaching staff, you sit there and say to be because, you know, the, the two areas where maybe I thought they could have used – uh, a little improvement was tackling, which we talked about going into last week, right? Not having spring ball, fall camp being a little uh, different than normal. Tackling was going to be a little off, right? And the other thing is just running the football. Right? But then again, who knows what were designed gives from Justin Fields. There were a couple times where he could have pulled it if he was really reading it and went for a touchdown, right? So they may not have wanted to show too much, but I guarantee you the coaches thought that they would – be a little bit more dominant in the run game, especially with the running back position. I said the same thing. I gave him a C overall as if I was a coach, if I was a player, because you're used to seeing that Ohio State style of football and it's dominant, and everything else is set up off the dominance of running to the ball, hitting guys, or establishing line of scrimmage, or creating a new line of scrimmage up front, whether that's the front four or that's the, you, your five guys behind, I mean, in front of the quarterback. So, like you said, we reverted back to some of them things that we said we was worried about, kind of didn't want to say worry, but I was anxious to see how well they would do tackling in both sides of the ball. And in my personal opinion, we struggled at tackling definitely when it came to open field tackles. Yep. So, and you see Nebraska come out there and take the ball 75 yards, you know, down and get a touchdown. It was like, oh, boy, here we go. But overall, I think, you know, like I said, a C and a lot of room for improvement. But uh, one thing I got to see this week is less hits on the quarterback. No doubt. <laughs> I'm not as tough a grader as these guys. I want to give them an A or an A minus. Yeah. I, I thought, you know. Hey, man, I gave yeah, a B plus. Come on. That's a good grade. I don't think Nebraska's a bad team. I've said it before. I don't think their record is going to show it this year because of the strength of their schedule. But I think they're a good squad. They've got a lot of talent come, that came back on offense. Their defense isn't a slouch. It's not the best defense in the country. But it's not a bad defense. 
our offense still put up 52 points on them and was still dominant. Definitely not what we're looking for in the run game. You would hope that that you know gets better, but you got a running back who's coming off of a torn Achilles what six months ago, yeah. and then you got a running back that just transferred in. I think they're going to take a game or two to hit their stride, and we're hoping that's going to be this weekend because you know you're going to need it against Penn State. The defense is a defense that you don't have a lot of returning starters, a lot of guys who are just going out there to make their name this year. And I thought, you know, they started sluggish. The tackling wasn't great. But they were mostly getting burned on quarterback runs by an athletic quarterback. And that's something that, you know, that's a game plan thing. That's an adjustment that has to be made as the year goes on. You learn how to play those quarterbacks and what to expect when he starts running. Um, so overall, I thought it was – it was a great game. It was a great display by Ohio State. Definitely started off rocky, but I would prefer to see that in the first game of the, of the season just because it's going to be rocky at some point. You don't want it to be rocky in week eight or week seven. I want to see us challenged by Nebraska in the first half right. and then dominate through the rest of the game so that when we're going against Penn State and that quarterback's running around or whatever, we're ready to go. We've game planned for that. Guys are ready to roll. Yeah, I would, I would say B plus, and here's why, and I agree with you, Evan. Uh, offensively, right? Establishing the line of scrimmage. They had no returning starters on the defensive line. They lost their number one guy, Ben Steele, early in the game. But again, running the football and blocking, they didn't have anything to go off of, right? There's no certainty as to what Nebraska does, how they line up, how they're going to potentially game plan. Those are things that you have to feel, just like they talk about the running backs, just like linebackers. You got to play in, the, you got to be in the game to, to feel it, right? Because it's not live. They, they haven't tackled necessarily at practice. So all those things, you're adjusting on the fly because it's live bullets. Boom. Defensively, there were some things early that aren't game planning, that aren't that has nothing to do with the talent on the field. That's setting the edge. That's letting a guy go in front of you when you're playing zone. That cannot happen. But then there are some really good things. Chris Olave, or um, uh, Sean Wade, cover three, dumping a guy off to the safety, falling back, making a play. Then you go back and look, and this is why it's like a tale of two halves. 17 to 14 at halftime, boom. Coaching, A minus, 10A. Why? Because they make adjustments. And then also for our guys to be able to go out there and execute those adjustments. And you outscore Nebraska in the second half, 35 to 3. That's big time football. That's exactly what you want to see. You didn't know what you were going to get. You went out there, sort of executed, made halftime adjustments. And again, they didn't see anything, in, especially defense. It's eye control. It's your fundamentals. And trust your coaching. Yeah. And that's what it came down to, and they were able to do that, which makes me feel very comfortable going into this week. And one thing that hurt us this last week was the quarterback run, and that's all Penn State has now. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, an interesting night there, Saturday night. You can feel the weather starting to turn. It's Big Ten weather out there. A reminder for football fans, it's got these chilly falls coming. Those chilly falls are going to turn into snowy winter days. Is your furnace ready? Whether it just needs quick fix or you need a whole new system, Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling is your local Bryant Heating and Cooling dealer. They will do whatever it takes Make sure your system is ready for old man winter. You can rely on Columbus Comfort to provide great service at your convenience. They'll make sure you and your family stay warm and comfortable all winter long. Be sure to schedule your winter tune-up today at ColumbusComfort.com. Yes. Bryant and Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling doing whatever it takes. Speaking of which. Do it. Bryant Heating and Cooling. Players of the game. Who I wants to? I want to take the first one. Do it. because you're. I don't Justin know Fields you're can't go off the My board My guy has to. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. My guy. I, I mean. You saw we struggled in the first half until Haskell got in there, yeah. and immediately you saw the, the tide turn in the way of our defensive line. He, was, he immediately provided pass rushing. He, he stopped the run. He was a problem in there for that Nebraska offensive line, who I would like to reiterate is a good offensive line. They're all returners, and Haskell Garrett went in, and he was, uh, he was a game changer. He just... And that's what you want to see from your number one three-tech. You want him to be a game-changer. You want him to be somebody who shines and who the offense has to account for. And I thought that's what he did. And, and, you know, I don't know how many big plays he made, but every time someone did make a big play, a lot of it was because Haskell was in there causing problems and yeah. getting in the way of everybody else. And I, I, that's why I want to say a whatever it takes. Because on top of that, the young man got shot in the face. Yeah, seven, so, seven weeks ago. Eight any, weeks. Anybody that can get shot in the face and then a couple months later go and Change the game during a big season opener when you needed that. We right. talked We talked about it last week. We didn't know if Haskell Garrett would be able to play. He lost five teeth, got a bone graft in his jaw. He's on a liquid diet. And, Mike, you've been through this defensive tackle. You're I've not been to shot in the face. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean staying at weight if you yeah. had to be on a liquid diet. He looked good. You know, it looked yeah. like he 
I don't want to do any, say anything crazy. Shoot you in the face. He, he looked like he leaned out a little bit. Yeah. He was yeah. quick. His, he had good hands, good hips, active feet. The young man looks like he's poised to have a great year. It would be great to have a second defensive lineman who can provide that pass rush. But as it stands, he's going to be the one we turn to on the interior to create that push so these defensive ends can rush the pass. All right, that's a great pick. Cardale, you want in? Uh, clearly, I'm going with my guy, Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to be completely unbiased, but when a guy goes 20 for 21, yeah. three passing touchdowns and in one rush. And I mean, what else can you ask for your, your quarterback? Right. I mean, they got him involved in the game heavily early and often when it came to getting him out, getting him outside the pocket throw. I think it was the first play of the game, getting him outside the pocket, throwing a 15-yard down-the-field comeback. That's a big boy throw. Mm -hmm. That's things that we that I personally want to see him take his game to the next level and see if he can make some of these NFL throws that everyone always raving yeah. about. So Justin Fields, my player of the game. Yeah. And that I mean, one incompletion. I, I, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off him and, and, and take the cheap route. But, I mean, you, you make perfect uh, uh, make some perfect points, right? The fact that he is so efficient at the quarterback position, right, being as accurate as he was, starting off the game and making a field comeback and, you know, kind of building on that with throws in the pocket as well, right? I mean, like, it's just such an impressive performance, right? But to come out with uncertainty, not having the timing, not having as many reps with the receivers as you probably usually do, I mean, hell, that, that, that first post that he threw was one of the best probably yeah. balls that he's thrown yeah. this year, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just exciting. But hats off to him, and uh, he answered the bell well. I can't believe Evan didn't take a wide receiver. Well, I right. was thinking about it, but I'm trying <laughs> to break yeah, the mold a little options. bit here. I first <laughs> quarterback picked a quarterback. First, you know what I mean? Come on, D-line, D-line. D -line. What am I going to do, pick the receiver again? <laughs> Jazz it up a little bit here, you know what I mean? Schlegs or Zach, who's jumping in here? Go ahead. Go ahead, Beast. Thank you. Um, you know what? I'm <laughs> Be go hard the, uh, Thank you. I'm going to uh, go with the wide receivers. You know, uh, th there was a lot of pressure on Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson to step up this year and play and, and especially make plays, right? Especially knowing that the starting running back was coming off Achilles' injury. You had another guy who was a transfer, right? They needed to throw the football and be game changers, right, on the outside, and they were. They lived up to the hype. A lot of those young guys stepped up as well. But it's those two that are leading the pack, right? Yep. The, the rest of the young guys are feeding off Alave and Wilson. And so those guys have to show up each and every day. Hopefully Alave's – I don't know. If, you probably know better than me if he's uh, playing this Saturday or not. But if not, Wilson better step up. But, man, those two <laughs> yeah. guys are probably – some of the best receivers we've seen since yeah. Evan Spencer. But, I mean, he's ready. And we got a lot of deep guys. I mean, if anything, we saw in the first game that it's it's a matter of just whoever's coming next and mm -hmm. them getting a yep. chance to go out there and perform. So. Yeah, e expectation is Chris Olave has practiced. Garrett Wilson said there was a super confidence from Ohio State that he'd be able to play on Saturday night. Super we will find out officially on Friday morning because you got to hit the <laughs> road. you got to hit the road. you got a limited travel roster, so you're not going to take everybody. You'll know. you only get 74, he that's said. That's right. It's tough. It's yeah. a, that's a big decision. Yeah, so whatever it takes for me would be uh, – a guy by the name of Chris Booker. So oh, wow. Coach Meyer in his book, right, he talks about a guy named Nick Sirac. Nick Sirac was a walk-on. I actually coached a guy named Nate Ebner who's playing for the New York Giants right now. Walk-on who earned a scholarship. You look at Berger, you look at Fada, you look at all the walk-ons that play at Ohio State. And the thing about Chris Booker is the fact that he went to Dayton, got out of football, lost kind of his love for the game, enrolled at Ohio State, was on the club team, showed some promise. They made a highlight film. Hey, you have an opportunity to walk on at Ohio State. And then because of his passion in the weight room, his heart, right, now he's on special teams and he was the special teams player of the week this week. And we saw that play last, last week with DK Metcalf, yeah. right? Hey, how am I going to get a scholarship if I don't ever get the ball, coach? Boom, DK Metcalf, right? All gas, no breaks. Four to six seconds, point A, point B. That's Coach Meyer's mantra. Like, that's what the standard of excellence is at Ohio State. So he gets with Mickey Marotti, has a tremendous heart. It's just a great story for you to be able to share with your kids. Like, listen, it doesn't matter if you're on scholarship or you're a walk-on. On the field, everybody's the same. And it's all about attitude and effort, your work ethic, and then what called upon you to respond and make some plays. All right, I'll give, uh, just to cap it off then, Seven Banks is still available. He scored a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Scooped up that fumble, took it back to the house. He's also playing some pretty solid coverage out there for the Buckeyes. That's going to be even more important against Penn State on the road. Let's get into it. They're coming off of a loss. Do it. Shocking loss. Does that make Penn State more scary to you or, or less scary since they lost to Indiana? I mean, it, it's always tough facing a team that's coming off a loss, especially a game that they didn't think they were going to lose. And going to Happy Valley, it's a lot different this time than it normally would be going into the whiteout 730 at night. There's going to be multiple challenges. 
you know, w with Ohio State going on the road for the first time, going into opposing stadium without any fans, getting on that bus and going into the stadium. I mean, there are so many things that are going to be first for that Ohio State team that, hey, it, it, sudden change is going to happen. Those guys need to be mentally prepared, walking in there, walking in the stadium. Coach Day's going to have that. But I, I don't think there's <laughs> any way talently, from a talent standpoint, how Penn State can, can even hang with Ohio State, right? Especially with Noah Kane getting hurt this past week. Their number two running back, gone. There's Ernie no Brown, way, no. there is yeah. no way like Ohio State is going to get beat by a quarterback who is going to be their leading rusher. All right, yes. we'll save that pick because I got, we got okay. something for you later. All right. We got something <laughs> for Schlegs too, by the way. Speaking <laughs> of Brian heating and cooling, I am hot in this house. You can make it through the whole show. You need a Coors Light. There's cools around. Cool down with a silver bullet. I mean, my gosh, Cordell. I did this for you. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, I forget. Schlegs, you worried about Penn State? No. So I, I guess they're, they're giving up nine and a half points in this game. You automatically know who I'm picking. Here's the thing about Penn State. I think this last week versus Nebraska, Nebraska wanted to play physical ball. We kind of saw what they did. We were moving over our Sam linebacker, which is now Baron Browning. You automatically know he's going to go to the tight end side. They want to get Pat Fryermuth. Uh, yep. yep, Pat Fryermuth. He's the all-time leading touchdown receiver uh, tight end in the tight end position for Penn State. Those are your two weapons on offense. Right? Defensively in the back end, I think we're going to be able to cover them. The biggest thing will be how hard and how often can we hit Clifford, period, dot. Then defensively, you've got to pick your poison. I think that this week the coaches and the players got a better, better rhythm as far as the blocking. They obviously, you know, have film now on Penn State. In that Penn State game, they only gave up 211 yards to an Indiana team and still lost the game even though they out, outgained them 488. That being said... It's not the whiteout. It's not a 10-point advantage, as Coach Myers has talked about. I think they go in there and handle their business because here's the thing. What we saw this last week with Wisconsin, you never know how many games you're going to get. Yep. It has to be all gas, no brakes, full throttle. Every time you go out, you got to show out. Juicy J, boom, 2014 <laughs> National Championship game. Right? That's what it is. So you, you have an opportunity to go score 50 on them. Guess what? Score 50. There's no apologies at the end of the game. Why do we take our quarterback out? We don't want to get in victory. We want to score touchdowns. Why? Because the entire nation will be watching us in Happy Valley because in the preseason, they were ranked number eight. Yep. I mean, and I was even thinking about, like, the quarterback, like, pulling him out, keeping him in, having the chance to just get more ingrained with the offense. Like, think about that. Like, they don't have as many games as they used to. Like, this used to be game one, but now this feels like game four, game five or whatever because it has that much importance, right? So 20 for 21, incredible, but, like, you know, what could 24 or 25 look like? And, and, and that thought process is going to carry over to next week, and it has to carry over to next week. And at the end of the day, every possession, we need points on offense. Every time we touch the football, somebody needs to try to score with it. Um, you know, and, and, and from there, they don't have their fans. At yep. the end of the day, it's a momentum team that we're playing against. Every time that we've gone in there and we've gotten into trouble, it's because we beat ourselves and then the momentum becomes this big-ass wave, yep. right? Um, you know, we're not going to have that. We're not going to be dealing with that. And I, and I think that um, that'll be taking the wind out of their sails pretty, pretty severely. Yeah, I think, I think Cardale, that the, the question is, like, we all know what the whiteout is. So if we're trying to look for these storylines on my side with the media, like, all right, well, how are they going to get up? Because on paper – there's no doubt that Ohio State is a So does Penn State just, like, rally Orange, around baby. James Franklin and you, get really you, pissed off? You got off? to. I mean, you got to. You have no choice. This is Penn State season right here. This is yeah. make or break. Sure. You, you have long seasons when we say, Evan, you can revert to this, when, you know, when we lost to Virginia Tech opening, uh, opening our opening home game in 2014. And one of the main things in the locker room guys will say to kind of rally the troops is, oh, it's a long season. Oh, we bounce back next year. Like, this is not a long season. Right. This is Penn State's season on the line right here. Yeah. So it's kind of worrisome a little bit when you got a, a team backed up against the wall because clearly they're going to stress this as well through their program. But also, when the last time this coaching staff from Penn State lost two games back to back? So yeah. Ohio State got to go in there and prepare. Cannot let the atmosphere get to them because you're not going to have the juice. You're not going to be able to feed them to anything. Because I know for me personally, I love playing at away games. Me too. I'm like, give me all the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yell at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so, flip, flip, flip me off. The Throw beer bottles at me. Let's go. So I kind of feed off that. But Ohio State got to, like you said, bring your own juice at this point because you're going to get Penn State's best. I guarantee you guys, win, lose, or draw for Penn State – this would be the best game they play all year because this is their season. Well, there's, there's two things, right? Ohio State has to go on the road and start quick. They need yes. to go out, jump out to two-score game, 
in Penn State, it's going to hit them because they're going to be on that field and they know the monsters that and the athletes that Ohio State's rolling out is going to be tough to come back. So if Ohio State goes out, jumps out in the first quarter, really takes advantage of everything they're given, it's going to be a completely different game. Here's the other thing. You talked about bring your own juice. The great thing is, is Coach Franklin for Penn State has given some bulletin, bulletin board material for Ohio State over the years. Yeah. So if there's a time where you bring your own juice, for all the people that want to know, do you read bulletins? It's being read this week, yeah, you know, sure, and, and, sure. and all this stuff that's coming out that, you know, Franklin said, we're, we're a top-tier program, too. We're just <laughs> as good as Ohio. all those things. Yeah. Ryan Day is going to be preaching to those guys starting tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. You, you, like you said, you got to bring your own juice in this battle because you can't let them jump up. Like, this is not – like, you guys remember when we used to practice right. maybe a, a special play and mm -hmm. save it for a bowl game? Yeah. We had probably yeah. start practicing, yeah. I think, in yeah, the spring yeah. ball. Oh, they're coming out save, now. They, they bringing it out yeah. now. They, they bring it all out those two-point plays that you see, need to have when you exactly, need to have. You guys will see right. trick plays, and yeah. they want to give clearly OSU their best because this is their season. I'm a little worried about Penn State, mostly because I'm not really worried about Penn State, if that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like we've all just 20, kind of – That's a good 2020 that response. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we've all just kind of accepted that Ohio State's too good to lose to Penn State. Sure. And I still, in my core, feel that way. But everything that's been set up here makes a lot of sense. This is Penn State's season. And I would argue it's Ohio State's season as well. Mm -hmm. I, if you lose to Penn State, how much is, are you going to be able to convince the NCAA board or whatever that you deserve to go college compete for the playoff. college football playoff, that you compete yeah. for the national championship? And, you know, Penn State just lost to Indiana. I get it. Indiana is a perennial bad team. I, was, I still didn't think Penn State was a horrible team. Not a great running approach. That was the best quarterback I've seen uh, at Penn State in a while, and he's not the best in the world. They've got decent receivers. But what worried me the most was those defensive ends for Penn State were heating up those tackles for Indiana. Yeah. We do not have the same tackles that Indiana has. <laughs> right. And we do not have the same coaches that Indiana has. And I sure, I'm sure they have a game plan. And it's going to be massive that they don't have that whiteout and they don't have that huge crowd that just blots out any noise or any communication on our team. Yeah. I think, like Coach Meyer said, that's easily 10 points for them every time we went to play them. Right. Every time we went to play, I always thought we were much better than Penn State. Yep. And it was always a tight game. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I also think, though, watching the end of the Indiana game on Saturday – it looked like a bad culture football team. Yeah. There were multiple times in that game when they went ahead by eight with a minute 30 left. It was just a bad culture. At that, point, at that point, that is when you step on their neck and say, hey, game over, right? Checkmate. Coach Meyer used to always call it checkmate, right? And so you saw as the game went on and Indiana went on that drive, there was no person on the Penn State defense to – Get, look at everyone else and say, hey, right. we're stopping them right here. Hey, on the two-point conversion, we got them right here. You go into that overtime, and Penn State just looked kind of defeated. Even though they seemed like they were ahead the entire game, yeah. it was like it was a bad culture towards the end of the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That's just shocking with, this, with as great of a coach as James Franklin is. Uh, a lot more to get into uh, with this game and a lot else. Urban Meyer coming up shortly here on Weekend Kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We'll be right back. Cardell might go out and throw out some T-shirts in the meantime. We'll be right back here. Uh, weekend kickoff from Letterman Row. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling. Find them at columbuscomfort.com. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems at Urban Meyer's Pint House. We have the guy uh, who's got his name on the building, Urban Meyer, in the house. These are the big ones. I know these are the ones that you loved, Urban. Ohio State at Penn State, two-storied programs, hard places to play. Maybe not quite the same without the whiteout, but... Just saying those two programs probably gets your blood going a little bit. It sure does. Penn State has become an unofficial rival of Ohio State. And, and it's interesting talking to people from the, even the Joe Paterno era. Uh, it became the rivalry for Penn State, the way Penn State fans, players look at it. Uh, you know, Ohio State's the big dog, and, and so is Penn State in, in many people's regard. And I'll tell you what, the last seven years uh, – eight, eight years including last year. But last year we kind of handled it pretty good, but – the last seven, we've had some knockdown dragouts. In 2012, Jake Sternberger uh, <laughs> breaks away on a 70-yard, and that's when Braxton had that incredible run. Oh, that was the best run I've ever seen. Yeah, 2013, it was a close game, and then we kind of beat him up in the second half. 
And then from that point forward, it was just a dogfight. When uh, 14, I want to say double overtime. Yeah. JT. Bosa. 15, did we lose? 16. 15, we uh, came back home in the night out in the blackout, right? Yeah, it was a blackout, first blackout. Yes. Yep. And we wore black uniforms, and the crowd was incredible, and Zeke had a great day. 16, they blocked the field goal, win the game. 17 and 18 are oh. comeback wins, and then uh, last year we had a good win against them. Those <laughs> – just thinking about 17 and 18, because I've got different stories written heading into the fourth quarter. I'm sure you did. I, I, you know, you got to be ready, and I'm scrambling. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what it was like for you to be in that headset watching that comeback because they were so special. I, I you can't have – how much faith did you have or had you lost that you might win those games? Either well, well, let's talk about 14 first. 14 was the – and I tell people this, that the script was written. The game was over. Right. You know, we were up. Uh, we didn't play well in the second half. They had a comeback. JT threw a pick six, and they did well, and we, we go into overtime. They score seven points, and it was so loud <laughs> that I remember my pants – I looked down, and my pants were shaking. I thought a fan <laughs> was behind me, and I was like, what is that? And that was the actual crowd. And I, JT's a redshirt freshman quarterback with a second-degree MCL tear. At halftime, they told him not to play, and he said, Coach, you have to shoot me. I'm not coming out of this game. And I said, okay. And I look at our strength coach and the doctor, and I said, well, it's up to him, but I, we'll brace it and tape it and all that. And uh, if you remember the way that game, he two plays were in the end zone. Man, yeah. And then we go and uh, score right away, and then uh, the left tackle makes a mistake and blocks out, and they left Joey Bosa on a running back. And... That's a, great, that's a great matchup for the Buckeyes. Yeah. And then 17-18, uh, where 17, JT Barrett goes 16 for 16 in the second half. Uh, comeback win, and eight, 18 might have been the most improbable. <laughs> we're starting from our own four-yard line. We're down, uh, you know, we're down, and we got to go win the game. And we start with a screen pass, and JT, uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins knocks it out to about the 40. And then, uh, you know, I always tell K.J. Hill that he gets the credit. The real credit's Terry McLaurin. He blocked three people <laughs> that in that block one play. Was a, a yeah. remarkable. I remember we had we had Evan, another guy who threw a couple big blocks for you. Oh. And I remember after that game, it was like, well, it was a great play by KJ Hill. Look at him set oh, up no. the block. No, Terry McLaurin is clearing guys out. Just yeah. incredible effort. Um, so that's what, you describe what the crowd is like when it's full and it's a special place. It's like being in the horseshoe. There's very few places that you can compare it to. It's going to be very different. Very different. Yeah. And you're preparing to go then. What do you, how do you handle this? Uh, is, it, is it advantageous for the Buckeyes to go on the road and not have the crowd? Uh, we saw them deal with it at home last week. I mean, it's the same for both teams, I guess. So that's the most interesting part about it. Yeah, the first thing you say, Perrin, thanks, thanks for not having those crowd there. Uh, <laughs> the biggest issue is the offensive line and the tackles. When you have to block a very good defensive line and you don't have the advantage of the snap count, that's the biggest part of those games. And, you know, Isaiah Prince really struggled there a couple of times. Uh, just how loud it is. And they get a jump on the clap, yeah. you know. And so you don't have that issue now. But uh, as far as this is concerned, the biggest issue is COVID. Make sure you're following your process. We're extremely talented team. Defense gave up a couple yards last year, uh, last week. But uh, the one thing about Nebraska's offensive skill, I was shocked it was very average. Hmm. And I know I said that publicly already, so I won't get in trouble. But <laughs> Nebraska is not the same Nebraska with that skill. The quarterbacks, I think, are pretty good players. Yeah. The but there's no push. Seemed, offensive line seemed a little bit better than it had been, but they yeah. still weren't, weren't ready. So does that, does that have you on alert then if you saw that Nebraska skill position and now you're getting ready for Penn State? Well, the question is how good's Penn State? You know, they had 500 yards, lost the game. You know, the... the uh, Hamler kid that was there was dynamic. He's Special. gone. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, you know, if I, if, and I know Kerry Combs is worried too, is how are they going to handle a downfield pass? We didn't have one last week that threatened us. And so that'll be the biggest concern. Three new starters in the back end of our defense. Uh, th all three are high draft picks. I think two are at least starting the NFL. Yeah. And they're gone. That, um, <clears throat> all right, so there's a couple things going on here with the Penn State loss that you referenced to Indiana. They played. Statistically, you look at the box score and think there's no way that they could have lost that game. They just had an interesting in-game situation, and James Franklin has had a number of these throughout his career. That's sort of been the knock on him is the game management, clock management. If you are watching that, I heard you talk about this earlier this week on Fox and, and BTN. Now a coach sees that situation where a player could have fallen short of the goal line, 
maybe that goes right into a conversation for a coaching staff the next week. Well, immediately. I know, I'm pretty sure I know Ohio State walked through it already. A couple other of our colleagues that I know, if I talk to them and they see how we walk through it, the thing in 35 years I've been in college, I've never seen that situation. Uh, the Nick Saban, uh, Alabama kick six, I've never witnessed that before. Yet we practiced it every week after that. Right. Uh, Les Miles, and we're going to all do this on our pregame show on Saturday. Les Miles in 2009, had to, they lost a game on the nine-yard line. And they had the ball with one second. They tried to down it. You can't. So we put in win-win, we call it, and put the ball in the end zone. So those scenarios happen once every 35 years, and the coach is responsible. If you practiced every situation, you wouldn't have time for anything else <laughs> throughout the course of a week. And that's where, you know, I don't know, James Franklin, how his operation is, but that's where you have to have someone upstairs that has a lot of these things written out. So, okay, tell the player to get down. Sure. And we actually, I remember we, we put in a play, not that we experienced it, but, and I said this on TV, it was 94 zone, down. That tells the tailback, get the first down, get down. We'll see if, uh, if the Buckeyes need that, if they've learned that lesson that Penn State did last week. we got one more for you before you get out of here and back to your, your, your uh, linguine and clams and maybe some 7-0 and o back there, Urban. It's the Byers Auto question for Coach, the one of the week, and it's about your life now not being the full-time head coach, but if you're walking to a practice, going through the woody, and, and you, want, you just get the juice flowing, you want to give some instruction. Are you still doing that if you go to a practice? Are you still, does Ryan Day say, hey, if, if this guy's got three national championship rings, see something, he's allowed to say something? Ryan's been great. Uh, we talk weekly, almost daily. Uh, and I, I have not been over there because of COVID. I don't want to be the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, I travel a lot, and I am not going to be the person to, those, those the players right now, the players' coaches and their families are so disciplined that I, First of all, I don't, you know, they don't want people there. And I'm sure I could probably go, but I, I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, but uh, we talked, for example, about the run game a little bit. We talked about some other things that, you know, you know, I, I worry a little bit about a couple things. And we talked about them that I just witnessed. He'll call and say, what's your thoughts? And I appreciate that. You know, the old guy can give his thoughts once in a while. But I, I used to do that with John Cooper and Earl Bruce. And, and I still do that with Jim Trestle, you know, and, that's the one thing that's so unique about Ohio State is I don't believe every other program's like that. From Jim Trestle, when Coach Bruce was alive, Coach Hooper was unbelievable. Yeah. John Cooper would come every week. He'd come put his arm around me. Think about this. John Cooper, who's a dear friend now, he'd come in and we'd talk about, because he was the NFL guy. He knew about the NFL players of the team we're playing. He said, watch out for this guy, this guy. And more than anything, I just appreciate his support. Yeah. And so Ryan has the same support. You know, once you're a Buckeye, you're always a Buckeye, and, and they take care of each other. That's probably just because there's, there's so few of you guys who actually know what it's like, the pressure. It's a special place, but it also comes with a special kind of, of uh, performance mandatory every single week to win every game. Yeah, but a lot of places, are, there's an animosity about coach to coach. There's none. Yeah. You know, think about that. When I, when I talk about Jim Trestle, tell me a better guy than Jim Trestle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just did a commercial together, and we talk, and we're – you know, it's nothing but great friends. And the same with John Cooper and, and uh, obviously Ryan Day's part of that fraternity now. All right. I don't have to ask you for a prediction for Saturday, so I think we know who you've got. Ohio State. Buckeyes big. <laughs> All right. There it is. Buckeyes big Saturday night at Penn State. That is Urban Meyer. We'll be right back on Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. All right. Taking a quick break from uh, Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We've got our friend Tim Smith from Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling. Starting to feel a little chilly out there. It Weather's is. coming. <laughs> it is. And actually, uh, you'd be amazed how many people have already called in to have their furnaces serviced. Uh, the biggest thing for most people is they just have questions on how often do I need my filter changed? What temperature should I set it at? Yeah. It, whatever makes you comfortable. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're all different. <laughs> how is, um, so we're getting ready for this busier season. How, how have things been? I know we've all, we're all struggling to get through dealing with COVID and some of these Talk to Bryant Heating Cooling Systems about you know, getting filters to make sure your house is clean, making sure, like, what all what all services do we need to, to make sure we're getting ready here? See, I was probably the wrong guy to ask that question, too, because <laughs> I'm all by the book. Okay. Uh, well, you know, there's a big restaurant chain here in town, and we've been putting iWaves in for them. They actually bought 180 of them. Oh, wow, good. Uh, it's approved to kill coronavirus within six feet. Um, they say MRF 13 filters help, but the problem is, 
is 80% of the equipment in Columbus, Ohio, the duct's not sized right. It's too small, and you're just creating more wear and tear on the unit. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the only suggestion I would have for something like that is just use a Merv 8 and let your fan run on all the time and change your filter more often. All right, so you've got some more advice for anybody that's trying to get ready for the winter, and I'm trying to learn every single week when you guys are out here. Okay. Like, when you've got somebody who calls you up, they don't know what they're looking for. How does the process work? What are you trying to help uh, help well, people out, the consumer, when they're coming into you? The, the biggest thing is, is everybody in the basement, you know, that's where the furnace is. Mm -hmm. And everybody loves to stack everything right in front of it. I mean, that's always, the, and that's usually what most of the problem is, is that thing needs to breathe like you and me. It's got to have oxygen to burn with the gas to create combustion. Okay. Uh, so the biggest thing I always tell people, change your filter. Don't put nothing in front of the furnace. Uh, and, of course, if they do have problems, call us. Yeah. I mean, we're the only company in town that has a two-year parts and labor warranty on all our repairs. No one else in the Columbus market does that. All right. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What sets Columbus Comfort apart? There we go. Well, I'll tell you what sets us apart. All of our new equipment is 10-year parts and labor uh, through Bryant. Uh, all of our repairs, two years parts and labor, 24-hour service, 365-24, you know. Uh, we keep probably about $15,000 worth of truck stock on each truck. That way we can fix it on the spot. We, uh, we want to be repairing it today, not repairing it tomorrow. I mean, you called us because you wanted it repaired. You don't want to hear me say, hey, you're going to have to, you know, wait another night. Yeah. Uh, the only time that happens if no one in town has the part. So we, you call today, it's going to be fixed. That's awesome. Because right. uh, if we don't have it on the truck, we'll go get it. There you go. You know, we're not going to leave you hanging. Ohio State, Penn State, who you got? Oh, Ohio State, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, in my perfect world, I'd like to see Ohio State hang at least 70 on them. 70 at Penn State. I, I know that's a, hey. that's, a, that's a stretch. Well, you're making a big impression in Columbus. You're back in the Buckeyes. you got to do it. Well, I've been here my whole life. Is there another football team besides the Buckeyes? And don't say the Bengals or Browns. <laughs> that's, hey, <laughs> my life is covering the Buckeyes, so that's all I care about, too. Uh, yes, absolutely. All right, Tim Smith, Columbus, comfort, heating, and cooling. Got to check them out. They'll take care of you same day. Yes. Not going to wait till the next day. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Hey, tonight. not a problem. Thanks for having us. All right. All right. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. This is the final the final push. Zach's getting a little too heated in there. we got to get into <laughs> I'm this. better now. Oh, okay. So I was able to waltz around Urban's Pine House. Cool you know, down. Cool down. The bullets were, uh, the mountains were blue. Silver bullets <laughs> were flowing. It's got to be hot. Let's man. go, man. <laughs> OH. IO. All right. Yes, yes, let's do this. It's the silver bullet pick segment. And, and for the second week in a row, look at this chain. Champion. That's not what that means. Loser. Yeah. In the last two I weeks. Suck. And I'm on a morning show. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Who huh? pays you what for that? What a swift kick in the balls. In the last two weeks. <laughs> Definitely not representing anybody on the morning juice. Oh Coming up here God. being a loser. I can't pick college games. Why not? Because they suck. I mean, it's not oh, like we're talking you. about professional ball. Oh, oh what a terrible you, excuse. Boo. We talk about college football. I know. I'm Letterman just kidding. Throw. I'm just bad. He's got one career. Correct pick against the spread in the last two, two weeks. No, I got two. I got one the first week and one the second week. I thought you were, I was an 0 for 5. Oh, oh was it? Yeah, yeah you that's were why I, That's why I, I decided to invest in that very fancy chain. Good, I love this chain, <laughs> the loser chain. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think gambling is legal yet in this state, but there is some money that went to Zach Boren for hitting oh, th three won it last week. That's kind of embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Hey, feel free to rob him after the show. Yeah, he's got he's loaded hey, with, Cardell. Those, with those 20s. <laughs> I'm putting my 20 back hey, in. Is anyone putting put it back in? I'm putting it back in. Oh, I already got right. you. You don't need to Here's give me Here's a 20. All right. What are we doing? We're betting? I'll always throw some yeah. cash. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a 20 See, bucks. This is well, why I, I don't mind we'll putting a 20 on. in. I don't mind putting a 20 in, but there's a thing I have against gambling because I like to have this thing called rat hole money. Right, man? We know what it is. It's like behind your, it's behind your driver's license. It's the it money that you kind of, you know, put in your pocket. Maybe your wife doesn't know, and then you swipe the card. You have to go about thinking about, should I really charge this on this card or use my rat hole? Ah, it's under 100 bucks. Yeah, she'll be down with that. Oh, it's 250. Pull out 150 from that rat hole. Boom, put another 100 on the credit card. Poof, David Copperfield. I don't like to lose. I just don't like to lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to go to Vance's or shoot point blank and get buy guns and hunt equipment. Oh, by the way, Cardell got his first bow, bow kill the other day. Yeah. You're hunting. Schlegs How about that? Everybody up. know that? Cardell likes to bow hunt. Poof. They were coming. Schlegs, I, I know. All right, back to it. You always bring us the life lessons, but I actually have one for you this week. Oh, right? yeah? So you say you hate losing. 
Yeah, I do. I'm competitive excellence. Pick better teams. No doubt. <laughs> well, give me better teams to pick because the ones you got right here are garbaggio. It's the Big Ten, baby. Attack and dominate. Let's yeah, start okay. with it. <laughs> I know what Cardale's going to do because he gave us his, uh, his secret last week. But we got Sparty at the Wolverines. Wolverines favored 23 and a half. It's a safe bet. Who do we like in Ann Arbor on Saturday, Cardale? Well, this is a tough one for you. Because you oh said you would God. never bet on them. Michigan State, I take Michigan State. <laughs> oh I can't do it. Well, this is Michigan State, no offense to the guys. I get it in a rebuilding stage of things. But it might be the worst team I've seen in a long time. Mm. <laughs> so just lose by 21. I'll be good. <laughs> just lose by 21, I'll be good. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm taking Michigan State. We got one for Sparty. Schlegs? No, I'm not going second. Go <laughs> yeah, over there. I'll Baby. Okay, BB got it. Baby, go ahead. Maybe you said earlier you wouldn't pick anything but Big Ten games because that's all you care about. You're right. I'm going to have to run with Dell on this one. I can't go with Team of North. It just doesn't work like that. So we got to go with the next best thing. I'm going with Sparty. All right. We got two picks for Sparty. I'm going to choose that Team up North. Okay. I want them to be undefeated when we go to play them, and then we will put up 50 on them. We're we're talking about the spread. They can win. Yeah, we're talking about the spread. spread. Michigan, you just said it. It's not even a real team. I don't know what's going on in Michigan State right now. I don't know if they – I don't know what's going on. You're right, but just beat them by 20 or 21. Rutgers wasn't even allowed to have the S. They were Rucker. Rucker. And they still (laughs) won. And they still won. Yeah. So, Michigan's – I don't know what's going on in Michigan State. I'm sure those guys are having fun going to college and stuff and, you know – living their lives. They're not playing football. So the Wolverines, they had a good showing. They're going to win. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> Let them be strong for when we beat This is them. the one rivalry they can win. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. no, Give no, them something, no. right? So, like, so you going? Sure, I'll go on this one. I'm going to go with that team up north simply because Milton, simply because Don Brown's D really getting after blitzing the quarterback. And Michigan State had seven turnovers last week. So even if you cut that in half, that's three and a half. We always round up. So you get four. Boom. Poof, baby, Copperville. Okay. Team up north. I like it. 28 points. I like it. I grew up going to the University of Team Up North my entire life, right? I've been up there so many times. I've seen the way they party. I've seen the way their bells look up there. There are no distractions. No distractions. They do not party. The women do not look good. Those guys playing at home home are not going to have any distractions. Michigan goes out. They're going to win this game 52 to maybe 3. They cover easily. Joe Milton is a hell of a quarterback. What he showed last week. Granted, everyone's comparing him to Ben, ben Roethlisberger right in the what? preseason. For real? Everyone was, yeah. That's right. they, awful. Uh, awful. I like right? Big Ben. Hey, that, that's a I bad know. comparison. But you know what? He went out against Minnesota, managed the game really well, made some plays. They showed out. I was the only one who picked that game properly last week, FYI. They win again because there is nothing going on at the University of Michigan on Halloween weekend besides this football game. You know, such weird stuff happens <laughs> in this game, though. I don't know. Sparty was pretty awful last Maybe week. on other – maybe in other I have to, I guess I have to – Who are you picking? I guess I have to say I was wrong. He said he was taking Team Up North. I know. Who are you picking? I have to take them, too, because they proved me so wrong. I said prepare for four-win Jim Harbaugh this year, and then they went out and just absolutely stomped the Gophers. I think I got to take them just because Sparty looks so awful. They'll cover 23 and a half. All right, game number two. Another team, Mike, that I have to apologize to. Greg Shiano was chopping some wood. He wasn't doing too bad, huh? How about that? Go out and get – not only were they bowl eligible without even playing a game, but then they actually won one. Right. Got eight, Against was it, eight Michigan State. Michigan State. All right, so they're at home in Indiana at coming off that win over Penn State. They're 13-point favorites on the road. What an interesting game in the Big Ten East all of a sudden. Yeah, it is. Indiana. You going? Yeah. You, you, know, you go. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. No. Indiana. I think R- Rutgers was okay. I thought they played a bad Michigan State team, and we're all blown away when Rutgers wins the game. Well, it is amazing but to me. That shouldn't, you know, all of a sudden vaunt, uh, <laughs> vault Rutgers all the way up to competing for the Big Ten championship. They're still Rutgers. So I think Indiana looked pretty good. Um, still Indiana. It's going to yeah. be an ugly game. I will definitely not watch that game. But I think Indiana's going to win. It's Big Ten football. BB's going to watch it. I'm going to watch all games that I can this week, but I'm going to go with Indiana too. Uh, Rutgers, they uh, they didn't really impress. Like, they beat Michigan State, but it wasn't nothing impressive. Yeah. Like, it was an ugly game. So, I'm going to have to go with Indiana. And then, at times, for me personally, Greg Shiano likes to play chess when it's checkers. He might try to do too much in his game and put too much on the boys to where they cannot mm. be as successful as they you, want to. So, I'm going to have to go with Indiana. A little extra That's insight, insight right into the way Greg Shiano mm. operates. I like, I like that. that. 
Simple. I'm going with Indiana. They're coming off a lot of momentum from week one, beating Penn State. Uh, I'm going Indiana. I'm going Indiana too. I, I mean, coming off uh, coming off a win like that, yeah, the, there's the, there's a lot of room for a letdown, right? Especially going on the road for the first time, going to New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is an absolute terrible place. It's worst, one of the worst college towns worst, in the right? history. I've, of I have been there once before. Um, You've been everywhere. I, they don't have they, a '90s they, bar there either. They don't. Before. They don't. But you know, <laughs> the quarterback play for Indiana Penix is is a playmaker with his feet, with his arm. Indiana's just too strong. If this was over 14, I would take Rutgers. But with it being 13, I'm going to Indiana because I think they win this game by 14 points. I think Indiana's going to win this game. I think that uh, Tom Allen has too much juice going right now for his program. I think that Greg Schiano did a really good job of going out and getting every swing and transfer that he possibly could to buy into being, hey, let's create our own culture, chop wood, everything that you want. You're already kind of proven. Come to Rutgers. Okay. Fair enough. They had 211 yards last week, Indiana did, versus Penn State. I'm going to go with Rucker. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, obviously, Indiana's winning this football game. Plus 13, though. That's the why. Plus 13 on the road. Different stuff. COVID. Like, I don't know. I want to throw (laughs) something else in there because that brought it up. That quarterback receiver play at the end of the Indiana-Penn State game for Indiana was Unbelievable. So I don't good. care what team you play for. I don't care what level of football. The throws that were made and the catches that were made were elite. Now, if Indiana can put that together at any point of this Indiana Rutgers game, they'll blow Rutgers out of the water. I have a rule, and that's at no point do you ever back Rutgers to do anything. Okay. That's a good rule. <laughs> and since I have money on the line, ain't no way. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No that I'm, that I'm going that direction. Though. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I honestly, I also did it because it could be that one that I needed to not have to have this. That's, no. to wait, well, to, that's a lot of incentive to get that off. No doubt. No bold. doubt. Or, or it's why I'm consistently wearing it. <laughs> one of the two options. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm you actually it. like it. Maybe I should have made it worse. Yeah. Say, it kind of looks good, right? Yeah, it, looks, it does look good on me. It looks legend. Good. Yeah, legend. Letterman Row. Maybe I should have put an R on there. That'll make it look too good. All right. Game number three. Normally, we'd be picking Wisconsin and Nebraska. Oh, oh. That's gone. Yo, should be you want, we should talk about that yeah, crap. All right. Should they forfeit? Just give me that real quick. Yes. 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 Nebraska should be one and one. And they should also be allowed to play whoever they want to this weekend. Yes. And matter of fact, everybody out there listening, Wisconsin's the one that self-shut themselves down. Based upon the rules, they're supposed to take all that information, give it their chief infection officer, take that to the Big Ten. Big Ten shut them down. Oh, we don't have a, uh, our second-string quarterback who played phenomenal. Oh, we don't have a third-string quarterback. Now we got to go to Vanderboom. All right, do I really want hey. Nebraska? Nebraska looked pretty yeah, decent. I think they would have a shot. Right. We're but, getting off topic. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just upset, I'm just upset at Wisconsin. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And totally that's, agree. that's why this game for Ohio State is so important. You don't know how everybody else is going to go. Completely they, agree. They played on a Friday. They were all clean on a Friday. They were not clean on a Saturday. What happened on Friday? I want to know. What happened on Saturday? Uh, you know, Friday night. Oh, Friday night, yeah. Madison, Wisconsin has happened. Madison, bro. hey, hey. Bells. Hey, how are you? Bells. Hey, they were wearing beast costumes without this mask. <laughs> and it was bells everywhere. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. All right, back on it. My bad. Well, speaking of interesting, since this will reveal exactly when we film this, although everybody knows anyway, but uh, just in for uh, the Clemson Tigers that Trevor Lawrence has tested positive, positive. for COVID. Uh, Shut the program down. That's an interesting turn of events in the national title race. So file that away. Blow it up. Blow what, it up. What happened with it's Wisconsin? An intense year. I like, just, you know, what's funny? I just, I'm gonna be cut off. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking about Trevor Lawrence, I just spoke about him this morning on ESPN Radio, and uh, they asked me pretty much what would I advise him to do when it comes to being in this position right now. If he's my kid. He wouldn't have been playing. I tell you that right now. Ooh. Be, Trevor Lawrence would be number one. He would have been the number one pick as a freshman. Cardell. I mean, what else he can do? Try to win the Heisman. Okay, that's all cute and yeah. dandy, but come on, let's 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 <laughs> take him next year. Cardell wants that money. money. No, 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 no. What else can he do? What else can he do but win the Heisman? Yeah. Win a Heisman. No matter, no win matter Heisman? what. Okay. Or can we win? all agree? Think, we, think about the endorsement money you get when you win a Heisman. Think about we, the signings, the, the money you get for signings when you win the Heisman, right? Think the, Everything that think, comes with the, think with the about, Heisman, you're going to get paid the rest of your life. That's the money, man. Think about you playing for the Heisman. You said this because you already got a national title. No Let's doubt. agree. Trevor Lawrence would have been number one pick his freshman year, sophomore year, and he's going to be number one pick this following year. He might year. not want to be the Cardinal, number one did pick. did you have That's more exactly fun in the NFL right. than you had no, in college? 
No, but no. still, it ain't the You can't go back to college. You know go get his money in the NFL. It'll be my He might not want to be the number one pick. Oh, stop exactly. it. No, oh, stop No, he got, I mean, because well, yeah. he's going to be the good Jets. Good point. Yeah, good point. That's what I'm saying. Good point. No, good point. But still, yeah. hey, this upcoming year, my kid would yeah. opt out. Here's my kid. All right. No way. This is more interesting than Northwestern at Iowa. So instead I got Northwestern. <laughs> Who do you got? Hey, I, I got Iowa, Northwestern. Iowa by three and a half is the spread, Zach. I love Northwestern. What they did against Maryland came out play. Plus, my man, I work out with him every morning, Brian Peters. Slakes knows him. Brian. He's a wildcat, man. I'm giving him a shout-out. He actually gave me this beast <laughs> costume. Man, it's all coming together right now. The wildcats, the beast, Brian Peters, Jeremy Ebert, all the boys. Northwestern wildcats take this one against Iowa. I'm going to choose Iowa. I just think that they're a solid team, and Northwestern <clears throat> came into this season with a, with a less than – exemplary uh, offseason or whatever. I, I just don't think that they re... Man, I'm blanking. They're not a good team, I don't think. <laughs> so I think they'll win a couple you're games. Trying to so spe- you're really trying to spice it up. I think Iowa, Wisconsin... Yeah, the nachos, are, I just can't stop looking at them. I think <laughs> Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota are the top teams in the West. I don't think Northwestern can compete with those three teams. I think Iowa's going to take this, and if it's only a three-and-a-half-point spread, I think they'll be able to cover that. I'm going to go with Iowa as well. Uh, and... I'll say that for this. It's hard to play Iowa at Iowa. Hard to play. I don't know why, but between the damn pink locker room and then the wave. <laughs> wave like, gets them going. It really does. So it's like, and they're a, they're a tough team. At times they're very inconsistent mm-hmm. for from coming from this week. But that's kind of like they MO as well. But they're a very tough team to play. They're going to come in with a good game plan. They're going to stick to their plan. They're going to play pretty well together. I don't know if they're going to be spectacular, but I think they'll do enough and maintain enough to where they will come out with a win. So I'm going to go Iowa. I'm going with Northwestern for this reason. Peyton Ramsey, Bowser, Anderson, they normally play. Those are two running backs. Mario Kart, baby. Bowser, I love him. They never had a – they've never really had a quarterback. Right. They got one. And they always play pretty decent D. Yeah. Which Iowa's going to line up. In silver personnel, which for us would be one back, two tight ends, 12 personnel. Sometimes we called it silver. That's what they do. And they run zone, stretch, sometimes the power, and a toss. Like that, I mean, that's it. That's their entire game plan. And they normally play good defense. Can you stop Northwestern offensively? Well, I can't believe I'm saying that, but they also got a new coordinator this last year. So I think that those guys looked really good in the first game. I think it's something that Northwestern hasn't had in a long time. And you got... Iowa's getting three and a half. I don't care whether they win or whether they lose, just as long as they don't. They're given three and a half. Given. I was the three and a half favorite. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking the points. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, yeah. I got Northwestern simply because they're coming off a pretty good win against the. I mean, yeah, that team against wasn't the who? great. Against Maryland. Maryland. It yeah. wasn't that great, but still, getting causing four, I think, four total, total turnovers. They're going to be living off that hype, and they're going to be getting to the ball, running, hitting guys, and uh, hopefully put the ball in the end zone. So I got Northwestern. I want to make one more point. Do it. Because Schlage's reminding me. Iowa is who they are year in and year out. Yeah. I, they don't change. They don't really get better. They don't get worse. I think Northwestern fluctuates. Of course they I do. I don't think this is a great Northwestern fluctuation. So we're just looking at the two teams because I didn't see the Northwestern Maryland game. But I know what Iowa's going to look like. I don't have to watch a single Iowa game. They look exactly how they look since, what, 1978 yeah. or whatever it was. Hey, hey, hey Fry. Hey, Mike, let me tell you something. You just gave the same spiel we all gave at this exact moment seven days ago about at the exact same Uh-oh. time against Purdue, and guess what? They got beat. <laughs> hey, that's why it's going to be different. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Give me my money. <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you got, Austin? There's one more lesson that I will – I'll never take anything out of beating Maryland. Mike Loxley was the worst hire in the history of the Big Ten. There was no justification for it. They're absolutely embarrassing. Anyone's going to blow them out all year long. I have no doubt about that. So I'm not going to take anything from Northwestern and give them too much credit. Iowa struggled last week, but guess what, Zach? I thought they were going to lose. So this matchup, I'm going to take. I'm going to lay the three and a half. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes. It just feels Ooh. right because this is going to be like it feels right, huh? 13 to 10. This, that's okay. how I see this one. In. Oh, that's a real. This is going to be the game changer. This pick right here, a okay. real classic uh, West Division uh, showdown. Speaking of which, we got another one right here. Purdue favored by five on the road against the Flying Illini. Just two fantastic places to go see a game. This is going to sound ridiculous. I like both of these two, both of these teams this year. Oh my I think, goodness! I think Illinois. Did you watch the Redi- Illinois game? Stop it! Illinois had a Stay good away. defense for Stay the first nachos. half. I don't know why they fold in the second half all the time, but they do. I like that Illinois has talent. I think Purdue is a decent team. Now, don't go blowing that out of proportion. I think they're decent. 
I think D- or Purdue's going to beat Illinois. I think Zach should go because he just gave you the dirtiest uh, listen, look, bro. <laughs> Illinois made a backup quarterback look like – uh, I, I mean, Joe listen, Montana. <laughs> your expectations Joe Montana. for team. Literally, I mean, you got a. Your expectations are different. a freshman quarterback that put up Heisman numbers against an Illinois defense that couldn't stop a high school football team right next door in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, I that's like how Illinois. bad Illinois was. I like listen, it. Purdue went out, beat an Iowa team that we all thought Iowa was going to win, besides Austin here, right? But they endure, endured the storm of Iowa lining or. Iowa lining up, running the football at them. They went toe-to-toe with them. They came out victorious. Purdue is going to be like a Nebraska. Nebraska is much better than we th- it's gonna is much better this year than we thought. Purdue is the same exact way. Purdue is going to annihilate them in this game. Woo! I think they're gonna win. I, ain't gonna lie to you. I haven't seen Illinois play. I have watched oh, Purdue. You missed a good game so last Friday. It was fun. I, I didn't get the I was on daddy duty, so I ain't get to catch it, sadly. So, with that being said, I can only go off of personal experiences. I'm going to go with Purdue. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Purdue. That's, we, that's like twice in a row that you've got Jeff, They got I Jeff Brown back, right? I mean, his, his brother Brian did a great yep. job, but they got him back. It's good to have him on the sideline. We still don't know about Rondell Moore. Probably not going to play this year. He's back with the team, but he's not suiting up. So, you have to eliminate that. But they did beat an Iowa team. Illinois looked like trash. I don't know. I like yeah. them. I, that's oh. okay. And I, I like I like all the coaches in Illinois. You guys got to remember, I sell to all these guys, so I'm not being – I'm not hating on them, but I just saw – like, my eyes saw what I saw <laughs> on the TV. I'm just like, man, that is not really good. No difference, like, USA, there. Yeah, No, of course they no. do. I, I, mean, I, I know. No. I, unfortunately, they all got it, and sometimes just like, man, maybe we need to use it some more. You just yeah. send them another video, instructional <laughs> yeah. video. Oh, exactly. Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. I, yeah, Purdue for sure. Illinois, that game was horrible. I'm sorry to say it, but uh, I, I don't even know. How many, how many games does the coach has won since he's been there? Mm, Lovey Smith? Lovey. Yeah, may, maybe – not been to a bowl, right? A handful. He had a bowl so, game last year. Oh, did. Well, guess what? He's going to a bowl game this year. Yeah, the toilet Everybody's bowl. Everybody's eligible. Well, <laughs> yeah, the toilet bowl. But anyway, yeah. I got Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue. He Purdue as well. <laughs> I, Purdue. Perfect. I think we're just gonna we're gonna make sure. Sweet Purdue. Right? Mike's done this a couple of times. He, he throws something out there and he's just. First of all, I picked Purdue. Okay. Okay. I was just saying that I liked Illinois. Oh, okay, well that's the part that's stuck in my brain. Oh, okay. okay. And I'll never I picked Purdue. Oh, okay. I want to be clear. All right, so it's a clean sweep on Purdue. Oh, I thought you picked Illinois. No, I was just saying I liked watching Illinois. I like their defense. I thought their defense was good until they weren't. And then Which is like really, the first really series. Bad. Yeah, it was about second quarter. The guy threw five touchdowns on them. Listen, okay. I don't know what to tell quarter. you. I enjoyed watching their Okay, good. Okay, that's Fair enough. Purdue's going to win. The man has made his point. <laughs> we got to get that yeah. guy a girlfriend. I just died. Yeah. <laughs> you got I don't, a girlfriend? No, I don't. Man, you got two dudes over there, no girlfriends. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't dress up as Beast, though. Okay. I'm right. looking for one. <laughs> do you guys want to pick Ohio State? Yeah, let's do it. All right. How about anybody out there? You guys think Ohio State will cover nine and a half this week? Raise your hand if they're covering nine and a half. Covering Seems like, that. yeah, 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 that's everybody. Everybody. Uh, on this panel, Cardale, what do you got? I got Ohio State Okay, cover. that's a big surprise For right sure. there. Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Okay. Score. BB score. score. Hey, but speaking of scores, how close was I? I was, I was taking six points off, three from each team. Yeah. I said 49-14. That's really good. I, I said 52-10. I was really? only seven off, yes. Okay. You, but you beat me. Okay, we got to give I'm a score for a tiebreaker. What did I say on Monday? I, I, can't, for, I can't remember. I don't know. I said 38 to something. I got, uh, you can make as many predictions as I got 35-14. 35-14. I'm going with the bu- – 35-14. Skip me because I got to try to remember. Oh, by the way, Bri- Buckeye Brian made us those cool little things over there. Thank you. Buckeye Brian, appreciate you, man. Show that, dude. Oh, yeah. Isn't that yeah. sexy? Look, Look at that, that guy. He even got your, Look at him. He even got your stomach in there and everything. Hey, it's beautiful. <laughs> I know. It is nice, man. I really appreciate <laughs> no that. No jiggle on a figurine. All right, baby. Go ahead, baby. I got to think about mine. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to say 52-14. 52-14. The reason I'm going to say that, number one, Penn State's going to probably come out and get a best shot within the first two series. After that, it's going to be all bad. And the fact that Coach decided to make a tweet saying, all Ohio State, Coach Day's going to try to make a statement. And get the ass kicked. My personal <laughs> opinion. That's, <laughs> That's my a good opinion. We, can't, we asked you to come here and give your opinion. So 52 and I'm going to give it. And he gives it. <laughs> That's why we love BB. Mike Bennett. I'm going to say 45-17. I think – Penn State has a better offense than Nebraska, so if Nebraska can put up 17, there's a chance Penn State at home puts up 17. I don't think there's a team in this uh, in this conference that can hold Ohio State to less than six touchdowns, so 45-17. I like the picks. 
Buckeyes obviously are going to come out firing on all cylinders, right? They're going to open up the offensive playbook. I think, you know, th this past week, obviously Ryan Day and those coaches had a great game plan, but you saw they let those wide receivers come out and make plays. They saw they let Justin Fields drop back, roll him a couple times, make some easy throws. It was simple, plain, running running plays right up the middle, right with those guys. They're going to open up this playbook. Granted, I think Penn State is going to do some things on the offensive side of the ball to uh, give, the, give the Ohio State defense some different looks that you saw Nebraska do. And saying that, 56-20. I, I think uh, I, I, you know. I think Penn State will get two field goals yeah. maybe early, and then you know there's maybe a, a couple touchdowns late. But man, I just think this Ohio State team is way too strong and just twenty points in offense. Man, you gotta remember though, it's not a whiteout. That's the hardest part of playing in Happy Valley. That whiteout, yeah. I don't know what it is. No, it's the worst part about Happy ass. Valley is the hotel. You're staying at the Ramada Inn. If it was you are, a, your rooms are outside. You, it's a motel. It's really not a hotel. It's a motel, never, right? I had yeah, to check sure. my bed for bed every time we went. But regardless. Okay, the second hardest yeah. thing is the whiteout. You're not going to have the whiteout. You know what I mean? So you having that, them having that crowd noise, now they have to learn how to get themselves going. They can't use the crowd. I don't see them being even remotely successful to get 21 points. Hey, it's a Motel Hotel me. Holiday Inn. It's yeah. not even that. Who's I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, find, fail. I finally <laughs> get a hotel in Happy Valley the first time in my career. Because normally it's $700 to stay there. Hey, listen, we are better so off the bringing the, the, the uh, nah, blow-up uh, matches. I don't, I don't actually want to stay there, but um, <laughs> that's a whole other matter. Schlakes, did you, you're crunching the numbers. You got it or what? 48-20. 48-20. Okay. That's a great bet. We'll go back and check. Because I think that Mike Bennett was watching Letterman Live at Roosters on Monday because he just stole my score that I already predicted this week, did you? which is Buckeyes 45, hey. Penn State 17. We're sharing it. He's uh, absorbing all that mojo we've got going at Letterman Row. Appreciate uh, everybody coming out tonight. Hope you had a great time at Urban Meyer's Pine House for weekend kickoff. Cardale Jones, Anthony Schlegel, B.B. Landers, Mike Bennett, Zach Bourne, Evan Spencer, and, of course, Urban Meyer. Uh, thanks for showing up, showing out. Have a great Halloween. Enjoy the game on Saturday night. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next week. OH! Oh.